Hey, this is the Engaged Pursuits podcast. I am Tom Perry, your host and founder of Engaged Pursuit. And this is the second episode of our series on creating your professional story. In part one, you went through the first three components of the framework. And today we're going to be going through the last three pieces of the framework. We're also going to be building our own professional story. So taking all of that information and creating that really nice, crisp, clear, and confident couple minute story for yourself. And then I'm also going to be talking about how you apply this stuff to both the big elements of your career, as well as some of the smaller stuff as well. So stay tuned. Are you ready for another pop quiz? No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to have another pop quiz. I wouldn't do that to you. You're like, Tom, you're giving me a heart attack. Oh, I know, I know. No pop quiz here. All right. Let's do a little bit of recap. We have so far in the previous episode gone through the first three parts of the Engage Pursuit framework to build your professional story. We went through our strengths, looking at it from our own perspective, from our coworkers' perspective, as well as from our boss and manager's perspective. We examined our values. We looked at those from our own perspective, what we want our boss or manager to value for themselves, as well as the organizational values. And then finally, we talked about our home runs, our big business results, and we put those big meaty results into a nice sexy headline where we were really using powerful words like built and led and created to describe those big business results. All right. So we're going to tackle the last three elements of the framework today. I would recommend that you get out your pen and paper to continue this conversation. We are at the conclusion of the framework going to be then talking about creating your story. And I'm going to be giving you again some examples that I think could be applicable to, to you, knowing that this is something that is going to be special to you and is going to be specific to you. And so uh, these, these examples are uh, again, going to create some inspiration for you, hopefully. And then finally, we're going to be talking about the application of of this story and when I've seen this show up in a meaningful way in your professional experience. All right, so let's get uh, rolling with the, the last three pieces of the Engage Pursuit framework that I built. And these are a little bit more tactical. They're a little bit easier, I think, than the uh, than part one. So um, rest assured, this is not going to go into a ton of depth. And uh, the first focus for us is going to be around your environment. And so I want you to think about this, uh, both sort of how you are working, uh, as well as the, uh, the physical space that you get inspiration. And similar to values, this is an area I think that doesn't get enough attention but can really either create a lot of engagement and feeling good about the work that you do, or it can also lead to feeling kind of, I don't know, blah, or just, just not very inspired. And, and I think, again, we're, 
trying to be as inspired and engaged as possible. And I, and I do think that environment and, and how uh, you work is, is critically important to, uh, to that. So let's first think about the physical space. Okay, there have been um, lots of discussions around how people work and and the the types of environments that people are in professionally. And I want you to think about how you like to work best. Are you the type of individual who enjoys being open in a collaborative uh, space in theory? <laughs> or are you somebody who likes more of a traditional uh, office type of environment? And you can even take that a, another step further and go a little bit deeper. And, and are you somebody who can even work in really crowded spaces or in you know condensed work environments uh, as well? Is that something that that you uh, are open to exploring? And I and I realize now that uh, in 2020 we are in sort of a weird um, situation, and so I, I do want you to think about this from a pre and and post COVID uh, experience and where you where you really operate best. Uh, for me, uh, I am somebody who actually likes more of a mixed physical space. I, I do like having open, uh, more quote unquote collaborative opportunities, um, but I actually do like a, an office to to close my door and actually to think uh, as well. So that for me is the type of environment that really works 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 best for me. I also want you to think about this from a from a location perspective, and think about if you are the kind of individual who likes to be in a downtown city environment, do you get inspiration from that? And I certainly do. I, I like going into the city. I like having the option to go to various places for lunch and coffee and just the vibe of the downtown environment. That really works well for me. I get inspired by that. Um, or you could be the kind of person who that doesn't matter and you're okay with being maybe more on a corporate campus or in a suburb type of situation where there isn't the opportunity to maybe walk around as much or there's options for lunches or you're maybe going to a cafeteria or uh, you're having more of a campus type of feel and that's perfectly fine with you. So make note of that if that's important. One of those are important to you or if it doesn't really matter. I also want you to be thinking about commute. So is commute important to you? Do you want to again, use your car, go into the city. Are you wanting to go across a bridge? Are you wanting to use public transportation? Do you want to walk, take whatever? Uh, that is also important to think about. So make note around how you're getting to work. And then finally, I want you to be thinking about the type of flexibility too. I think it's important to know if you do want flexibility in your schedule, if you don't, if you do want the option to work from home, I do think that's also important uh, to note as well around the environment. So, so sit, take some time, write down a couple of bullets, I think two or three bullets around the environment that's important to you. And then we'll move on to the next, the fifth element of the framework. All right. The fifth element of the framework is what I call organizational state. And this is a little bit of a, a weird one, um, but just bear with me in the description of this component. This to me is the vibe of the work that's being done. It's the type of work that's being done and the type of momentum, I guess, that is required in the work that's being completed within your 
team and or organization. And you'll see that this shows up in a couple of different ways. One is in the job descriptions themselves. If you are looking for something new, you might see phrases or read phrases like, you know, we're trying something new or, you know, we're building something from scratch or we're revolutionizing this or that. And uh, you get a sense of that organizational state from those types of phrases. And then there's also this sort of physical vibe, I, I would say, around organizational state that you'll notice as you go into organizations. There's just this energy that I think exists that that is important to notice as well and to get a sense of where you like to plug in, where, where you like to play here. Um, and I think there's four main organizational states that exist in most groups. And I, and I do think it's important to look at this from like a group or an organizational perspective, because there are situations, especially within bigger corporations, bigger companies, where there can be multiple organizational states within the company. And it's important to think about this from where you are going to be working you know, primarily. And, and that to me is usually like your, you know, your, your individual team as well as sort of maybe the, the broader organization of that, that you're in. The first state that I see is what I call the starter state. So this is a true startup. Uh, this is, you know, that traditional sort of, you know, we're doing all hands on deck. There are uh, really quite a bit of ambiguity around the roles and responsibilities. Um, it's sort of that card table garage type of, of feel. And I think there are people who do well in that sort of state. There's, there's traditionally lots of chaos and unknowns, and, and there's also lots of energy around that as well. The second state that I found in my experience is what I call the builder state. So this is a little bit more established. There probably are more roles and responsibilities. There's more stability, but you're still building something new. Um, and creating something. Uh, and there is, again, lots of energy around that type of experience. You might find a little bit less chaos, um, but there is, again, sort of we're, we're creating something that I think is part of that builder state. The third state is what I call the optimizer. So this is the state where things are changing. You're looking at the business and trying new processes or policies or whatever. And this is a chance for uh, organizational organizations to get better. Uh, it's a chance for you to tweak and to improve. In this state, I do find that there are, again, more uh, areas of stability. There are more defined roles. Um, and there are specific initiatives or, or goals that people are, are trying to achieve. And then finally, there's what I call the runner state, which is really steady state type of business. So this is a business who might be making incremental, smaller changes, but is really focused on the business itself and just running the organization, reporting out on how the business is performing. Um, they, people in this organizational state are ones who you know, are traditionally like business managers, um, the type of people who do a lot of reporting around how the business is, 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 is going is traditionally in this type of state. Um, and they traditionally thrive in that sort of, you know, we're just running the business and we are going to, um, you know, make sure that, uh, we're, we're doing the best that we can with the, the business itself. So, those are the four. Again, it's it's a starter, a builder, 
an optimizer and a runner. And I want you to be thinking about uh, one or two of these where you know that you really work well in. And even if you're new in your career and you're not really sure, you can go back to your other experiences, maybe in school or other programs or volunteer experiences that you had and think about, again, sort of the vibe and what you were doing in those activities and get a sense of where you might want to focus in the job that you're going after or the work that you're trying to achieve. And finally, um, oh, I, I forgot, I'll give you my, my couple on organizational state. So for me, I'm definitely more of a starter and builder. That has been consistent throughout my career. I've, I've always been somebody who's been on the early stages of something. And so I would consider myself that starter builder. The next and final component of the framework is what I call your opportunities. So this is really blue sky type of um, experiences, opportunities um, that I think are good to consider in a potential shift of job or, or career. You know, I talk to clients a lot around this being a positive experience of, of something new. And I, I do think it's it's important and, and interesting to think about stuff that you might want to be doing next and, and, and try to get better in certain areas. So I think it is important to think about this from a couple of different areas. One is from a skills perspective. So are there new sort of, you know, hardcore skills, tactical things that you want to possibly explore or get better at in this new something? Is there uh, some competencies that you want to, or soft skills that you want to get better at in this new opportunity? And are there new experiences that you want to possibly get within this new opportunity uh, or, or career shift as well? So from a skills perspective, this is stuff like, you know, I want to get better at Excel or I want to become a better project manager or I want um, better PowerPoint skills, stuff like that. On the competencies and soft skills, this would be stuff like I want to be, you know, I, I want to explore people management or I want to be a better communicator or I want to, you know, get a seat at the table with the executive team. And then on the experiences, this could be stuff like you know, I want to travel more or I want to work for a mid-sized company if I'm coming from a big corporation or I want to, um, you know, think about working for a startup. Uh, I, I want to, you know, make sure that I'm, you know, uh, exploring opportunities that are, you know, a global corporation stuff, stuff like that, I think is important to think about. So think about a, a few of these, maybe, maybe one from each category that could be interesting for you to think about. For me on the skills piece, I am kind of always looking for ways to get better at PowerPoint and just telling uh, my story and talking about the business in, in that sort of way. Uh, on the competency side, I'm, I've all, I'm always working to get better at communicating in a bigger setting. So sort of a one to many. I know that's a struggle for a lot of us, but uh, that's always been a focus for me. And then from a experiences perspective, I definitely want to continue to focus on working with companies and organizations that are outside the US. That sort of global focus is, is very interesting to me. Okay. So now we have all six. You should have um, lots of information from episode one as well as some additional information from this episode. Now we're gonna put it all together, okay? And I think as you are thinking about your story 
and how you're going to then take this information, I think it's important to put the information in sort of another framework. You, you can tell that I'm uh, sort of a corporate guy because I do have all these uh, frameworks that I try to work with. But I, but I do think it's important to put your experiences and tell your story, first of all, in, in a very visual way. Like I want you to, I want you to first sort of paint a picture around you and who you are first. And then I want you to think about talking about your experiences and sort of the value that you add into an organization. And then I also think it's important to think about the future as well. So that's how I want you to be thinking about putting all of this information together into something that makes sense, that is clear, that is confident, um, and really allows you to, to, you know, to tell your story in a really nice way. So again, I'd, I'd think about sort of framing up who you are, highlighting, you know, your experiences and value and then pitching, you know, yourself for the business. So I'll give you a couple examples here, again, knowing that this is going to be something that you create for yourself. And I'll start with a couple of options around me and how I have articulated my story uh, in the past. So the first example is telling my story in terms of, of a coach. So I will answer that usually around something like, you know, you can think of me as a coach. You know, I, I've been somebody who has consistently worked in that sort of capacity, you know, both formally um, in this sort of work that I'm doing now, as well as as a leader within huge organizations, within corporations, but also, you know, informally, I've always been somebody who has played that coach and, and leader type of role. Uh, I, I love to help and, and give people feedback and, and really push people to achieve great results. I have led, you know, big organizations. I have transformed the way that we think about uh, launching new businesses as well as launching my own business in what I'm doing now. And I'm looking to continue to partner with individuals and corporations and companies to help tackle the employee engagement issue across the globe. And so that's an example where I've tried to set myself up as a coach and a leader. And so, so hopefully you have that picture in your head right away. And you know that I haven't mentioned anything about my education or my, you know, my more tactical experiences. I didn't mention any sort of companies, but, but it is, you know, there, it is a nice picture that you have, I think, around me and my, my, my story. The next example that you could give, and this is, again, is not me and my story, but you could take more of a title specific story. So this would be something like I am a, you can think of me as a, as a program manager. I've, I've always been a program manager throughout my career. I'm somebody who loves to come in and, and tackle big problems and, and bring solutions, you know, to the table when it comes to uh, business results. I have partnered across big organizations. I have tackled, you know, business transformation initiatives, you know, from the ground up. And I have worked uh, to help small businesses, you know, achieve their best results by focusing in on 
you know, the agile framework or, or something like that. And I'm looking to continue that momentum in that sort of program manager role in the future. You can also um, talk about this from uh, just just sort of general experiences too. So if you're if you're um, if you are graduating school and you don't have a ton of experiences, it, it's okay to still sort of position yourself in uh, a way that you want to be. You know, so you could say something like I. I I just graduated school and I know that I love to work with customers and, and clients and, and just people in general. You know, I, I've, I've done that by volunteering here or uh, I was part of a sports team and I love working, you know, in that sort of environment or I was part of the Greek system and, and was, was around people a lot. So you can still apply that story even if you don't have a ton of experiences in, I think, a really compelling way. So I would... Um, challenge you to try to do this story creation for you in um, a way that is very um, short, that is forward looking as much as you can and and really and really compelling. like you like you do want this to be something that is both interesting to you and does sort of roll off your tongue. Um, and and then you know that will also in turn make it more interesting for the person you're talking to uh, as well. So practice that and and try to come up with a, a couple of examples and time yourself to make sure that you're within that couple uh, minute mark. The last thing we're going to talk today is around application of of that story, and I, I think a lot of people think about this professional story in regards to those. Uh, really big moments, and and I agree with you. I, I I do think that this does really come into play, especially when you are looking for a job shift or a job change. Um, but there are other elements of those high value interaction, those really important events that I think that this can also come into play um, as well. First of all, I do think it can help you in your search. For something new, if you are in that you know career shift or looking for something new, uh, this can help to guide you. So you do want to look at job descriptions and companies that do fulfill a lot of these boxes, a lot of these elements from the framework, and it can just help be a guide for you in that regard. Um, as I said earlier, it can also help you in the actual interview itself. So you do create a more compelling story for yourself. It, it does create that hook, I think, for people to want to know more information about you and to continue the interview process in a, in a really more interesting way. Um, it also can help a lot within the organization too. So if you are within a job, I do think that it can help if you do have other more micro high value interactions that are important. So you could be meeting with your skip level uh, manager, for example, this can help just sort of prepare you for those moments. If there is a big change in the organization, uh, like I went through, you know, and there's something new available or some cool projects that are coming up. And again, you want to have opportunities to showcase your skills or, or to try something that maybe you haven't been doing in a while, or you want to be focused on promotional opportunities and building that career plan and that promotion plan. I think this can help in that regard. 
And then the other thing I think is cool about this framework and, and the story is it can also help if there's something funky going on. If you do find that you are in a situation where you do feel stuck or something's weird, very similar to my story uh, with my new boss when something just didn't click, this can also be really helpful to go back to in those situations because you can then say, you know what, this is this is some me, but there is this particular thing that's off here, and that's what's going on. So you can address the the gap instead of just sort of not being unsure or or questioning. You know, is this is this all me or not? You can definitely use this as a guide to help you if there is something funky to go on, and you know, to make a call like I wish I did, to maybe say I need to do something new, especially if those values are uh, in conflict. Okay, so lots of application that that um, you can use this for both those big macro high value interactions as well as the uh, more micro uh, interactions uh, throughout your career as well. I really hope that this framework is helpful for you. Um, I do find that you want to revisit this about every year or so. I, again, I do find that things do change over time and you have experiences that you might want to add to this or modify to this based on your own situation in life too. So about a year or so is really good to uh, check in on this. And of course, if you do have any additional questions or want to talk through your specific draft of your story, I'm definitely around. So uh, you can feel free to contact me uh, on email or or phone. I'll include all the specifics in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for your time today, and we look forward to talking next time. Hey, thanks again for your time today. I really hope the last couple episodes were useful for you as you think about how to create your professional story. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you use Apple, I would love and appreciate your rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget you can find me on Twitter uh, as well. Just uh, find us at, at Engaged Pursuit. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Have a good one.